0: Oh,
1: With decisions to make, and uh, maybe some news on that front here uh, on a couple of dominoes that need to fall for the Bears going forward. So, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about key dates and more. That's what you need to know. Also on the program, those fine folks from Purdue Sports talking about uh, a great week uh, of giveaways and stuff they got going on at their games. Get senior night this week for uh, wrestling. How about a replica ring, 99 championship ring at the women's basketball game and more this week. Speaking of basketball, Thursday night, we are sold out. Minnesota in town. You want to go, and it is an 830 tip-off Thursday night, so as long as it's not going to keep you up past your bedtime, and it's the Shell House uh, bobblehead night as well. You want to pick up one of those bad boys, I got your chance to go. Text me, boiler up to 765-447-4080. That number again is 765-447-4080. Get me the text in. All right, sold out. We'll draw the winner at the end of the show. Just boiler up to 765-447-4080. That's the easy way to do it. I like to make it easy for you guys. Sold out on Thursday night. I know you want to go again bobbleheads, wins, what more do you want on a Thursday night in Mackie Arena? I got you covered. 765-447-4080. Text in BoilerUp, and you have your chance to win. Now, let's get started, like we always love to do with Need to Know News. Here's your Need to
0: Know News.
1: All right, the spring football game has a start date. The Purdue football hits Roarman Field at ross Aid Stadium noon saturday april the 13th the event will be open to the public this year and admission is free remember we couldn't do it last year we had all the stadium upgrades and stuff going on not this year you're in april 13th might be 80 by that time the way the temperature has been going around here lately oh who are we kidding it's april it's been warm here it's going to be like uh minus 15 because that's the way the world works right at least in indiana Men's golf dropped three spots today in the third round at Puerto Rico. They finished seventh overall. But there is uh, some good news here. First and foremost, you beat every other Big Ten team in the field. That included Iowa, Ohio State, Minnesota, and Wisconsin. So you take that also. Nell Sertani. Finishes tied in the top spot. 15 under. And he is a medalist. Good for him. First Boilermaker to win this event in the 31-year history of it. His 54-hole tally of 201 is the third lowest score in Purdue history. Incredible. We've all been watching uh, Herman Seckney for quite some time, but Nell's coming through, man. Other Purdue individuals here today that uh, scored well. Nick Dentino tied for 30th at 6 under. Herman Seckney at 44th at 4 under. Shot uh, 69 again today. It's at 74 he shot in the opening round. So what killed him. Ugh. So the medal head home. I hear Puerto Rico is nice this time of the year. Big Ten men's hoops tonight. None last night because we can't have nice things on a Monday. But tonight, the Illini, 15 and a half point favorite hosting Michigan at 7 p.m. on Peacock. And then you uh, will look it. it's streaming. You're going to have to go and select the Ohio State and Wisconsin game. Doesn't come on directly after. Badgers are nine and a half point favorite tonight at home against Ohio State. We'll talk about both those matchups here on the betting card tonight. The Pacers were a nine and a half point favorite in Charlotte last night. They blew it! I don't know how they managed to do that, but they did. 111 to 102, the final, Miles Turner had 22 points. Hornets even committed 19 turnovers. And still, just brutal, man. They're gonna head to Toronto tomorrow night. And, uh, hopefully things will go a little bit better as they continue to compete on the road. Bulls though, they found a way to win on the road. They beat Atlanta 136 to 126 last night. The Rose with 29 points, Bulls shot 55% from the floor, 46% from three. They only won by 10? Dang. They'll wrap up their four game road trip in Cleveland tomorrow night. Speaking of all reliables, how about this? Blackhawks are back in action tonight. They're hosting Vancouver. As Chicago puts it, six-game losing streak on the line, Vancouver is minus 270. And then, I think after this one, they go back on the road to put that 19-game road losing streak. So that is a 20. That's a lot. But they haven't won since, like, early November on the road. So, uh, yeah, we'll keep an eye out on the Blackhawks tonight. Although, I'll be honest with you, they're not making my betting card tonight. I was looking, I can't remember exactly what it was. I didn't spend a whole lot of time looking uh, at hockey or anything today. We were were a little bit busy with some stuff here in the building. But I looked at that matchup and I said, you know, oh, I know what it was. So Vancouver plays tonight here in Chicago. They're in the midst of a road swing. And they just went to overtime in back-to-back days. On Saturday and Sunday, they play two OT games. They split those, but they're in the middle of a four-game road, road swing. They split the OTs back-to-back on Saturday and Sunday, and now they got to jump right back into action again in Chicago. I'm not saying you take Chicago tonight. They're plus 220. I wouldn't bet on these guys. I did see Bedard working, though. He's not playing. He's still on IR till at least the 21st. Canucks have won both these previous games here too. 4-3 back in December and 2-0 uh, just a couple of weeks ago on the 22nd of January. But if you're one of those people that just is looking to add legs to, uh, to a parlay, I'm pumping the brakes a little bit on Chicago tonight and fading them. Vancouver still a very good team at 36-12-6. A big favorite here, but I do worry about some tired legs and not taking an opponent seriously sometimes. So I think the best bet is to shy away. Last night, boy, who told you about Texas Tech? And they absolutely railroaded Kansas, which shouldn't have surprised anybody because I warned you about it yesterday, and I tried to get you to take advantage of that and make some money. Hopefully you did. So we start out hot this week. Two Big Ten games on the docket for you tonight. We like to use our friends over at ESPN. Bet they're very good to us over here. And uh, well, let's take a look at both these Big Ten games and what you like. Both of these games, I think, come down to three-point shooting. Now, Illinois, 15 and a half point favorite against Michigan. Michigan, of course, with uh, no Dougie. He's out because he's got that weird road suspension thing going on here. Illinois has a penchant for shooting threes. They're not hitting as many twos. They're shooting more threes than twos. They're not hitting as many. But the Illini do have five players that are over 33.5% from three. Michigan ranks in the top 100 in open three rate defensively. So they're giving up the looks here. Can the Illini knock them down? Look, my big thing with the Illini is... They're going to get up on Michigan. That I have no doubt of. I there's no Michigan's not making this one close. The thing that concerns me is is always is with the maturity of that team. And if they do get up by 20, do they just start chucking the threes here? Like how do they handle the success here do they get a little cocky do they get a little lackadaisical is their backdoor cover at 15 and a half i still like the illini tonight michigan is just horrendous on the road they lost by 20 at nebraska on saturday they lost by 19 at michigan state the week before they lost at purdue by what that was 22 points they lost at Maryland by seven, but uh, you had they, they had Doug back then. So it hasn't been great for them on the road. They play poorly on the road. They're missing their leading score. I'm okay with taking Illinois home. They desperately need this one. They need a get-right game. They need to keep pace, and they need to put some pressure on Wisconsin as well here, too. So this doesn't turn into a real three dog race down the stretch. So I got Illinois. I'll take the 15 and a half. That's fine. I'll, I'll lay it. I'm happy with that. More than happy. Meanwhile, up in Wisconsin, I was a little shocked that this line this line felt like cheating, and that always grabs my attention. Ohio State coming off the weekend with a nice little win. And good for them. They need it. But I don't, for one second, believe that this team is turning a corner. They're just—they're not. They are absolutely horrendous, and the some of the things they do and don't do well line up very, very good for Wisconsin here tonight. Jamison Battle, guy, guy can shoot. Only reliable shooter there. And he hits 40% from deep. All the other starters, 32% or worse. And that is the place where you can take advantage of Wisconsin. They're in the 300s in terms of open three rate. And I feel like Battle is one of those guys you can take advantage. And again, the three-pointers. Now I know what you might be thinking, uh, Jared. You know, Wisconsin's just a better team, and I agree. And that's why I think that they are going to shoot these threes because they're going to be from, they're going to be playing from behind. I don't think he's going to do a great job of stretching the floor, so to speak. I don't think that Ohio State is going to go into the interior a ton. Also, another thing that concerns me here is uh, Wisconsin likes to score from the inside. Crawl has not been the guy that he needs to be, let alone A.J. Storr, don't get me wrong. But Ohio State is pretty solid at defending at the rim. So I'm looking at battle, and I'm looking at Storr tonight to knock down jumpers. Battle's up to two and a half. On the over-under for threes, but we are getting a uh, a great price on that for him to knock down three. Do we like that? Uh, he was over 3 last time out. That's the only thing that scares me. But you look at his history, and he will take, he usually takes five to six a game here. He only took three against the Maryland and a double OT win. Took five against Indiana, took five against Iowa, took six against the Illini, took six against Northwestern, took four against Nebraska, and he's hit at least three in three out of the last six. Last time they played Wisconsin, he was four or five from the perimeter. So I'm liking battle tonight. If you are not a fan of having to knock down three threes, I get it. Perhaps we interest you in his player total, which is currently set at 13.5. He has covered that number in four of his last five. Again, didn't play well at Maryland. He was only 4'11 from the field. But IU he had 19, Iowa he had 17, Illinois he had 21. Last time out against Wisconsin he had 18, and I just got to get to 14 tonight. So I'm going to go ahead and play some Jameson Battle. I'll take the over on the points. Will be easy there. Go ahead and give me the Illini, and I'll lay those 15 points. Those are my bets tonight. Go ahead and give me Jameson Battle over the 13 and a half. Go ahead and give me. Illinois, minus 15 and a half. Those are the plays. If you want to jump in on the threes, go right ahead. You do so at your own risk. That's the official card for tonight. Please make sure that you gamble responsibly. All right? Don't you go anywhere. Hang tight. We've uh, stumbled into mock draft season here in the NFL, and big questions about what's going to happen with the Bears. Some dominoes need to fall for some certain things to happen, and one of them might have just fallen. I'll tell you about it, and don't forget, your chance to win Purdue Minnesota basketball tickets. Text BOILER UP to 765-447-4080 and that'll get you your chance to win those tickets for Thursday night's sold out game. We're coming right back. It's the Hammer Down Show on 101.7 The Hammer and Hey, welcome back to the Hammer Down Show on 101.7 The Hammer and 101.7 TheHammer.com. Keep on texting in for your chance to win my tickets. Purdue versus Minnesota Thursday night. Mac Arena is sold out. Dave Shellhouse got the bobblehead night. Um, it's gonna be good. All right, you're gonna have fun, and I want you to go. So text BoilerUp to 765-447-4080. Again, that number, 765-447-4080. Text me a boiler up, and I'll get you your chance to win. All right, we'll draw out the winner here at the end of the show, like we always do. And uh, hopefully we send somebody uh, pretty darn cool to get to go and cheer on their Boilermakers. Alright. So we're in draft, we're in we're mock draft season in the uh, NFL. The Bears hold the number one overall pick thanks to that uh, very savvy deal. With the uh, Carolina Panthers. So they've got that. They've also got their number nine pick. What happens here? Obviously, you are looking for a quarterback. You have Justin Fields on the roster. And judging by the buzz, the scuttlebutt that we continue to hear, it sounds like maybe he's thrown his last pass for Chicago. It's not official. But there have been early reports that uh, the Bears want a lot to move off of number one, a lot. And the only reason you move off of number one is that you don't want a quarterback at that spot. That's really the main two. And and how far are you going to move back and still get what you want? If you're not getting a quarterback, you obviously then want a wide receiver, and I think you can find somebody very attractive at number nine. This seems like a decent pool, so let's not focus on that. Let's let's talk about number one. Let's talk about what you need as the Bears, and let's go from there. First off, you're going to take a quarterback, number one, you obviously want to do your best to move Justin Fields. Is that possible? Absolutely. Young quarterback, how many offensive coordinators and coaches, how many many coaches have come through there that he's dealt with in situations that he's dealt with? How low can you buy on him? That's the question. Now, the big uh, one of the biggest teams here that continually gets brought up are my beloved Pittsburgh Steelers. Can you get a draft pick out of them, and, and what could you get? I don't know that I love taking a first-round pick on him. I just don't. I can take a second round, that's fine. You do have to realize, though, that just how often... We do trades in the NFL and the, the the draft picks hold a much higher value to GMs than players do. We see this all the time in some very rarely do you like wow. That's a lot of draft capital for a player. Tyreek Hill, perfect example. And that's a lot. But when that draft capital does get moved, it's usually for a very, very, very dynamic player. And I don't know that Justin Fields holds that kind of value. I just don't. But the good news here for the Bears is you need buyers. You need a multitude of buyers. If you want to get that first-round draft pick, you need Atlanta on the hook. You need Pittsburgh on the hook. Uh, Denver seems like they want out of this Russell Wilson situation. I don't know that you're going to be able to help them out with that. But there's a lot of play. Minnesota, not that you would ever really want to do a deal with a divisional. But you know what I'm saying. There, there needs to be uh, a market here. You need to establish a market. And seemingly, what uh, what the Steelers have done in cutting Mitchell Trubisky today, and Mason Rudolph being an unrestricted free agent, although they say they want to try to resign him, leaves one quarterback, Kenny Pickett, which you're not thrilled about. All of a sudden, here we go. Now at least we got one team in the market. You absolutely don't have to move him. And you can keep him in there and still take Caleb Williams at number one if that's what you decide to do. But any kind of help you can get before the draft in terms of draft capital is going to be great for for the Chicago Bears. What happens here going forward? Well, First off, coming up here on the 20th, which is in one week, becomes the cutoff for franchise and transition players. Tags are coming. That then gets us to two weeks from today, the NFL scouting combine. In Lucas Oil Stadium, will become the next event here. Teams will get to sit down, they'll get to interview some of these players. The Bears will talk to their quarterbacks, talk to this class, watch them perform up close and personal. They'll then have their own pro days if some of these guys decide they want to do pro days or private workouts for some. March fifth, that's the deadline to designate your franchise or transition players. So from next week to March the fifth, again, shouldn't I I don't think from my reading doesn't sound like we're talking a lot about franchising quarterbacks. It's usually not a problem that we have. But what you do have to worry about is once we get to March the thirteenth, league year starts. 4 p.m., now all of a sudden, here comes the free agent frenzy. This is your first real big hiccup if you're the Bears if you want to move Justin Fields. Because while there may not be a lot of great potential unrestricted free agents at quarterback, there are still names that folks can say, eh, too rich for my blood, I'm going with this guy. Kirk Cousins probably sitting on top there. Whether you like him or not, 18 touchdowns last year in eight games has the injury. Other names that could be possible starters, I think there's two other ones. Baker Mayfield clearly played his way back into being a starting quarterback and being in that conversation. He is a guy that maybe somebody wants to buy low on. And see if they can make a run. Another guy who's very intriguing, but I just don't see him as getting a starting quarterback, but will probably be the most coveted, unrestricted, free agent quarterback uh, to be a backup someplace. And that's Gardner Minshew. Pro bowler this year. Who had him as being a pro bowler? Took a team that won four games last year. Nearly got him into the playoffs. But this is a pool here, too, where I think um, as the Bears and trying to get value out of Justin Fields, this is pretty solid for you because you really just have to dodge Kirk Cousins and maybe Baker Mayfield. Jameis Winston's out there, too. Jameis Winston feels like a, a very big fallback plan from Justin Fields. Does he not? Is that fair to say? so that's what you're looking at right there you want to get this done before the draft you're going to get the info that you need and you're going to get an idea of really who your guy is if they don't have an idea by now i mean they you know they got to have it down to like what daniel's may and williams they'll talk to them I wouldn't be surprised to see people talk to Penix and think that, oh, that guy can fall to us at nine. Maybe you take a Marvin Harrison Jr. at one and hope that he falls to you down there. I don't see you wanting to take quarterback the most important position on the football team. I don't see you wanting to take what some would consider maybe the fourth best quarterback on the list there. I don't see it. If you believe Williams is your guy... If you believe he's the number one guy and you don't see any real issues with him, you're the Bears, you got to take him. You just have to. I don't think you settle for what you think is the third best just because it's good value at like nine or ten, whatever. I just don't think the Bears are built so good around it that you can deal with having a... uh, a Brock Purdy at quarterback, you know, like a fifth or sixth best option available to you. Team's not built like that right now. You need somebody dynamic. If you talk to Williams and Williams' people and the rumors about him not wanting to play here and all that stuff turn out to be true, well then, hey, you'll figure that out and you'll come up with a contingency plan, but this sets up somewhat good for the Bears. They got lucky today where the Steelers have basically signaled, hey, we're in the market for a quarterback. And I would say that Justin Fields, especially with that contract right now, you get him to play somewhat good next season, you can get him on a long term deal that's probably team friendly with the cap. After they exercise that option, I'm gonna be all right. I think there's only one free agent quarterback, Kirk Cousins, that that trumps him in availability. And the rest of the free agent pool? I think Justin Fields looks a little bit better then. We're going to take our break. Hey, you still got a chance to win tickets. Purdue men's basketball, Minnesota, Thursday night, Mac Arena, 8.30. Bobblehead giveaway night. You want to go? Text BOILERUP, 765-447-4080. That's 765-447-4080. Eight we're coming back the folks from purdue are going to join me next talk about this week all the great giveaways because they got a really awesome giveaway on saturday the girls ba- or women's basketball i want to tell you about and more that's coming up next stick around plenty more hammer down show on the way on 1017 the hammer hey welcome back it is the hammer down show 1017 the hammer 1017 thehammercom we're back over to the blue fox heating and cooling hammerhead hotline with the fine folks from purdue athletics are on with us here and it's a another week with plenty of stuff happening on campus that you need to be aware of. Don't forget, Uh, Your chance to win Purdue, Minnesota basketball tickets. uh, Text BOILERUP right now to 765-447-4080. You're in the running to win those tickets on Thursday night. Because Thursday night, Scott, uh, we're sold out, guys, right? We're sold out for men's basketball on Thursday night. You just got to win these tickets for me. Tell me a little bit about what's going on Thursday night against Minnesota.
0: Yeah, Thursday night tip-off is at 830. It's a little bit of a late start. Um, We are taking on Minnesota. It is a Dave Shieldhouse bobblehead giveaway night. So if you have tickets. You like bobbleheads, like free things. Make sure you get there early. Uh, they will go fast. We had a bobblehead game uh, this past weekend, and we were out very fast. So, if you want a bobblehead, make sure you're at Mackey early on uh, Thursday night.
1: Yes, and uh, also Google Days highlights because you will uh, you will enjoy them. So, men's basketball. Against Minnesota. Did I say that right? Does anybody know? Is it Minnesota? I got to pronounce it like that.
0: Sounds about right.
1: Yeah. All right. I just want to make them feel welcome when they lose by 20. Uh, so then there's that. Now, women's basketball is playing Wednesday night. They're on the road. They're up at Northwestern. The women's team's going to circle back, though, on Saturday. And uh, they're going to be taking on those jerks from Nebraska. And uh, this is going to be a really cool game to attend. Tell me about what's going on, in women's basketball. 4 p.m. on Saturday. Yeah. Um,
0: like you said, 4 p.m. on Saturday. There are quite a bit of things going on around the game. It is our National Girls and Women's Sports Day and Youth Day game, as well as Alumni Day. So we're welcoming home a bunch of alum from the program. Um, from over the many years of the program's history, uh, we will also be doing a ring giveaway for the 1999 national championship rings cool. um, to those while supplies last. When you enter Mackie, it's um, so a lot of fun stuff. Tickets are still available. Um, so again, at producedports.com
1: So if you don't get a ring on Wednesday night on Valentine's Day, show up to the game on Saturday. Good chance you can get a ring there, right? Yeah, I like it. <laughs> All right, well, it's very important on Friday night. Uh, Wrestling is hosting Illinois, but it's a big celebration because it's the last home game. Tell me about wrestling uh, on Friday night in Holloway Gymnasium.
0: Yeah, as you said, wrestling is taking on Illinois Friday night at 7 p.m. in Holloway. Admission is free. It is senior night, so come on out. Support our seniors. Um... Also, we're giving away some free T shirts to early arriving fans, so you want to make sure you get there early. Those will go quickly as well.
1: And I heard that the the uh, Hammer Down Cancer match raised a lot of money too. That that thing was uh, a huge success. So big shout out to Boilermaker fans for making wrestling's Hammer Down Cancer game uh, or match a uh, big success there. That's what's going on on campus this week. Don't forget, you got to start getting into your not not just your football season tickets, but baseball is right around the corner here. Pick up those tickets. How do we do those?
0: Yeah, you can go ahead and go to PurdueSports.com. Baseball is right around the corner. Um, GA season tickets are only $50. We have 30 home games this year, so should be a lot of fun over at Alexander this season.
1: 50 bucks for 30 games. What a heck of a deal. Yeah. Uh, those are When he says GA, general admission, right? I want to make sure people that's, understand.
0: Yes, that's right.
1: Thank he, you. He's the inside lingo there. I just want to make sure everybody knows here. So, again, it's uh, men's basketball on Thursday night. Uh, it's wrestling senior night, free to attend on Friday night, 7 p.m. And then Saturday, women's basketball with the replica ring giveaway. Uh, celebrate women and girls in sports. That is at 4 p.m. And tickets are available at PurdueSports.com, correct? Correct. It's just so easy, guys. Always a pleasure talking to you, Boiler up. Boiler up. It's always great talking to them. And uh, a lot of great stuff to get out there this week and check out. Uh, like I said here, Purdue, Minnesota, Basketball tickets, win them by texting BoilerUp the 765-447-4080. We draw a winner uh, at the end of the show. Some breaking news is coming down here. Uh, there has been a dollar amount and a deal reached here between ESPN and the college football playoff, the expanded playoff. Six years, 7.8 billion dollars. This is insane. billion. ESPN will host the 12 team playoff through 2031-2032. Full contract still has to be completed, though, but sounds like we're at the finish line here. The deal won't be ratified until commissioners and presidents vote on the structure and financials. Says ESPN, as far as control of the playoff games, apparently gets really interesting after the final two years of the current deal. For ESPN in the playoff. Per the article from On Three, over the final two years of its current agreement, ESPN holds the rights to the new set of first round games held at on uh, on, on campus sites, in addition to the quarterfinals, semifinals, and championship games. It's not yet known, though, what the fee of the first round games will be for the next two seasons. The quarterfinals will be played at current. New Year Six Bulls, who, again, already are owned by ESPN. So if you're going to watch college football playoff, it's all going to end up on ESPN. Now, for what it's worth, probably not in the best interest of the Big Ten. This is much more in the interest of the SEC. ESPN's in bed with them. They own the uh, SEC Network. They're the ones paying out for the S. They have divested themselves from the Big Ten. That's Foxland. We talked about this. And when you have a 24-hour news sports station here churning out that content, they're also the ones covering this. Uh, yeah, you can expect that to have a very big SEC slant no matter what. Because they're invested in that. And look... When we talk about that, you say, Jared, who cares? I'm watching the game. Purdue makes it. I'm watching the game. I don't care if it's on Fox. I don't care if it's on ESPN. You should a little bit. We continue to have this problem uh, with the worldwide leader at times because, again, financially, they're invested in the SEC. They will make those cases. Did you not just see what happened with Alabama jumping, uh, jumping the line here in the college football playoff. Okay, when your largest stakeholder in your event also is one of the largest stakeholders in a specific conference, I'm not saying, but I'm kind of saying. And if they're going to be homers for the SEC during these uh, broadcasts, which, okay, kids watch these things. And when they decide where they want to go to school eventually, you know, this is the kind of stuff that weighs on them, right? This this develops their, their understanding of schools. We talked about this so much with Purdue basketball for the longest time, uh, before they started hanging out in the top 10 all the time with basketball, about why the national media had this, you know, image of Purdue because they don't come down here, they don't understand what's going on and how long it took to change that national narrative. So, yes, very much the media will give you uh, a a jacket to wear, so to speak, on this, whether you want it or not. And, yeah, I do believe that uh, ESPN will... Throw the Big Ten under the bus if it gets a chance. I mean, they're financially justified in doing so. Can't argue with that. All right, look, it's a ways down the line there. But you want to be ready, right? You want to be ready to watch. I know I'm already ready to watch because I've got the Xfinity 10G network at home. Only from Xfinity. Futures now, people. The fastest internet with ultra-low lag on the Xfinity 10G network. It is a smarter, more consistent, and secure network. It's only going to get better. At home or on the go, I'm going to get the fastest internet on all my devices. The secure part is super huge to me, too, because I got little ones. Right? My seven-year-old, I don't, she can click on something. She doesn't know any better, right? Maybe it's just an accident. i got to be careful with these things. That's why I trust my home Wi-Fi network to Xfinity, as well as the Xfinity 10G network. You should do it, too. I'm telling you. I love it. It's a great speed. I get it at a great price. Get yourself the hookup. Get started. Call 1-800-XFINITY. Visit Xfinity.com or drop into an Xfinity store today for more details. So super easy. Actual speeds vary if not guaranteed based on Xfinity's fastest available download speeds. All right, don't go anywhere. Last chance for you to win those Purdue men's basketball tickets. Text BOILERUP to 765-447-4080. Thursday night, Mackey Arena against Minnesota. i got a pair to give away. We'll do that here, and we'll wrap it up with things we may have missed in more next on 101.7 The Hammer. And one- <laughs> Get ready to wrap up the hammer down Show on 1017theHammer and 1017theHammer.com. And your last chance to text in BOILERUP to 765-447-4080. And that'll get you a chance to win Purdue men's basketball tickets Thursday night against Minnesota. What we only have, so we got that one left. We've got the Rutgers game on the 22nd. Michigan State on March the 2nd. And Wisconsin on March the 10th. So four home games remain and I got your chance to get tickets to, uh, to one of them. All right, text up 7654474080 and uh, you are going to be good to go. Time for some things we may have missed. Uh, just like that, here come the tweets. Now, Justin Fields to the Steelers, uh, which was plus 1,600 uh, a few weeks ago, now down to minus 125. Oh, boy. Now I'll say this I follow a bunch of Steelers beat riders and um, there seems to be some sentiment coming through that the price is a little bit high for most that monitor the program, a high draft pick and a 25 million dollar guaranteed deal for fields. I don't know about that. How long is that 25 mil going to be guaranteed over? That seems like a lot. Okay, well, we'll we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. May have to come down a little bit on that. Purdue Women's Basketball also tweeting out that while she was already the Big Ten co-freshman of the week, Mary Ashley Stevenson is the national freshman of the week. With her 20.5 points, 5 rebounds, and 63% field goal shooting percentage, all while donning the... The broken nose mask. She is the Tamika Catchings National Freshman of the Week on top of that. Congratulations to her. Man, not great on Sunday. That game, tough down at IU. But hey, at least we got that going for us there. Women are back in action actually tomorrow night they got to go up to Northwestern, and then, again, they're back on Saturday. You heard the folks from Purdue Sports Talk, and it's that uh, replica ring night for the 99 championship game. So make sure you pick up those tickets, all right? Get out there and uh, congratulate. I did tell you guys, oh, we did talk about Nelsertani and uh, the Purdue men's golf team uh, and their finish uh, out at uh, Puerto Rico, so congratulations to uh, those guys as well. I still can't get over $7.8 billion for the college football playoff. $7.8 billion. Man, I'm going to have to, they're going to jack up my uh, Disney Plus membership again, aren't they? It's a lot of money to watch reruns of Bluey. Let me tell you, a lot of money. That's going to do it for me here on the Hammer Down Show. I'm working on a super big guest, hopefully, tomorrow. But probably not until Thursday. We'll see. I got some irons in the fire here. So uh yeah, we'll keep you updated here. I'll call my winner here for those tickets as we go off the air here. Thank you for listening. We're back again tomorrow at three o'clock. We'll be talking local sports with you for a full hour back here on the Hammer Down show on 1017TheHammer and 1017Thehammer.com. I will see you back here tomorrow.